into uh, a, a new season as a church, and we're going to be going into life groups, and we're going to be talking about the importance of doing life with the right people and having the right friends. So uh, we're going to start a new series about friends today. We're going to start a new series about friends today. Anybody recognize that from anywhere? So we're going to start a new series today about having the right people in your life. So uh, before we get going any further, um, I want to ask you a question. Now, I need to know this because I need to know who knows real comedy and who doesn't. Okay? And we're not going to be offended by your answers at each other. Now, I'm going to be offended if you answer the wrong thing. Okay, you ready for this? Everybody's so nervous. So in the history of TV shows that are funny, there's several that are at the top that people say these are the all-time greatest comedies uh, on TV. Now, we're going to leave The Office out of it. Now, not because I'm not saying it's not funny, but we're going to leave The Office out of this. Now, this office is going to be up there. The two options are going to be Friends and Seinfeld. But we need to know who's the real people who really know what real good comedy is and who's the play with it funny people. Okay? I know this is going to be offensive to some of you. Okay, so we're going to vote here. In all-time greatest comedies as TV shows, choosing between Friends and Seinfeld, which one is the greatest one? So we're going to have a, a show of hands here. You ready? Okay. Who wants to vote for friends? Raise your hands. All right, who votes for Seinfeld? Okay, yes, yes. All right, let's give it up for everybody. Let's give it up for everybody. Nobody's offended at each other. It's good to know the majority of my church knows what's real good comedy and what's really funny. I'm not saying friends isn't funny at all, but I'm saying between friends and Seinfeld, Seinfeld, there's no... Uh, there's no comparison there. All right. Well, I just need to do that. That has nothing to do with my sermon, but I just needed for my own personal health and well-being to know what my church thinks about what's really funny because if they weren't on the Seinfeld level, I would just have to say, I need to pray some new people into church because you're not going to understand me if you don't put Seinfeld above friends. Okay, so we're going to get into our Bibles today. And we're going to talk about friends, the importance of having the right people in your life. And it starts today, and we're going to continue this for the next several weeks. And it kind of ties in with our Life Group Sunday, which is next week. And that will be a good opportunity to sign up to get the right friends and to be with the right people. So if you got your Bibles with you, we're going to turn to the book of Proverbs. And we're going to hang out a lot in there today. Because Proverbs is a book of wisdom that God wrote through Solomon to give us wisdom on how to live our lives. So you guys excited about this? It's going to be a little different than what you're used to, but it's going to be a fun sermon series, I believe. And hopefully we're all going to learn something together. So Proverbs 12, let's turn over there. Proverbs 12 and verse... 26. Proverbs 12 and verse 26. We're going to read this from the New King James Version. And it says, The righteous should choose his friends carefully. Can I get amen so far? For the way of the wicked leads them astray. Once again, the righteous should choose his friends carefully, for the way of the wicked will lead them astray. So that's going to kind of be a, a theme verse today for what we're talking about today. Today, uh, the title of my message is, How to Choose the Right Friends. Real simple, how to choose the right friends. That's what we're going to start today, and we're going to continue this in the next several weeks about friends. So today as we're talking and we're starting the series, I want everyone in here to 
in their hearts make the decision, I'm going to get some out of this message, you could say, well, I already have the right friends. Well, good. This is really a threefold message or a series I feel in my heart about friendship. First of all, when we listen to these messages starting today about friendship, I want you to receive it like this. First of all, this is the friend I need to be. Let's start there. This is the friend I need to be. Second of all, how to choose and make the right friends. And thirdly, how to keep the right friends. So this series is threefold. This is the friend I need to be. These are the friends I need to choose. And this is how I keep the right people or the right friends in my life. So I think all of us in here, whether we're young or old, can receive something from this sermon series. We can get something out of it considering these are the people we need to be. But these are also the people we need to choose to have in our lives and the people we need to keep. So that's what the heart of this sermon series about friends is about. And we're going to hang out a lot in Proverbs, like I said, because Proverbs is a book that was written by Solomon, who was the wisest man who ever lived. And God gave him supernatural wisdom about life. If you read the book of Sol- or you read the book of Proverbs, who was written by Solomon, he talks about your money, he talks about your marriage, he talks about your friends, he talks about everything in your life that pertains to it, and he gives you godly wisdom on how we should live in the eyes of God. He gives us godly wisdom, and in the book of Proverbs, it has a lot to say about friends. Now, before we go any further, you need to realize God cares about your friends. Preaching a series like this is like, well, God doesn't care about that. He just cares about my spiritual life. But out of your spiritual life comes everything else in your life. And your friends is a part of your spiritual life. You can't separate it. All your life is spiritual if you're a spirit, which you are. And God does care about your spiritual life, and he cares about the friends you have. And he has a lot to say in his book about the right people in our life and about the wrong people in our life. He has a lot to say. And that's why we're going to get into the series starting today to find out what God has to say about being the right person, but about choosing the right people to be in our life. And it's so important that we get this and we get a hold of this revelation. And so I'm excited to preach about this today, about the importance of the right people in your life. Now, when I am talking today about friends and the right people, I just want to say a few things to explain myself before we go any further. When I'm talking about the right people in your life, this series is not an anti-evangelism series. This is not an anti-kick-everybody-out-of-my-life that is a, a bad person or a person I disagree with, but this sermon series has to do with the people that are closest to you in your life, your BFFs, your fave five, the people that are closest to you. The people that you're texting the most, the people that you're snapping the most, the people that you're calling the most, the people that you go to eat with, the people that you go to coffee with, the people that you do life with, that's who I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the lost or the broken or people in your life that you're trying to minister to. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the people closest to you in your life because those are the people that will shape you, that will change you, that will turn your future into something good or into something bad, the people closest to you in your life. So that's who I'm talking about today in the next several weeks. I would say the top 5 to 10 to 15 people that you do life with, that's who I'm talking about in this series. And so this could be a series that we need to reflect on who we're having in our life. If you want to see what you look like, the mirror does not give you the best representation of what you look like. It only gives you a partial view of what you look like. If you want to see what you look like and what you value and what you think is funny and ultimately where you're going, look at your friends. Because they will reveal to you where you're going 
what you value, what you think is funny, where your life is heading, based off of your friends. A wise preacher once said, and it's still true today, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Come on, that was a, a, a place to say amen right there. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. It's true. It's not just preacher talk. It's true. The 5, 10, 15 people that are closest to you in your life are shaping you, are making you, and you are becoming like them. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Here's something else we need to know before we get really going here. Relationships are never neutral. Relationships are never neutral. They're either taking your life into the things of God or away from the things of God. Relationships are not neutral. They're either taking you to a positive place or a negative place. They're either pulling you up or they're pulling you down. There is no, these people don't affect me. No such thing. That's what people say who want to keep the wrong friends in their life. Oh, they don't affect me. Yeah, they do. You just don't see it. Other people see it. But no relationships are neutral. Are you hearing me from the front to the back? None of them are neutral. You are either pulling them up or they are pulling you down. There is no neutral relationships in life. So the friends we have and the friends we choose have a great effect on our life, where we're going, who we're becoming. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. I think a lot of us get this in here, especially of of us that have gotten into our 20s and 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 100s. I'm cutting the teenagers and the young adults out of this because they don't get it yet. But I think most of us in here have understood that quality friends are better than a quantity of friends. You, did, did anybody else figure that out other than me? I know I'm just 31, but I just figured that out. I think you've decided that and you've realized that by now that just because I have a lot of people that text message me doesn't mean, hello, somebody doesn't mean that's a good thing. Just because I have a thousand friends on Facebook doesn't mean I have a thousand friends. You guys knew that, right? Just because I have 2,000 friends on Instagram doesn't mean I have 2,000 friends. Out of all those people, who's going to come to your house when you're sick? That's your real friend. Who's going to come over and talk to you when you're depressed? That's your real friend. Who's going to take you to church when you don't feel like going to church? That's your real friend. Now, how many out of those thousands of people are in that category? Five? Maybe five. So we got to be real and honest with ourselves about who's really a good friend in my life. And am I being a good friend to somebody else? So that's where we're going today. Buckle up. Because we're going to be talking about how do we choose the right friends for our life. And these are the right people that we need to be. So we realize the older you get, you, you value quality friends over quantity of friends. And you'll get that sooner or later. Some through hardship. Or you could learn it from wisdom by your pastor today which is easier. So we realize that quality friends, the right people, are better than having hundreds and hundreds of quantity friends who are not the right people. Can I get amen in the house of God today? I know this is going to be uncomfortable. I know your toes are going to get stepped on, but just say amen anyways. I'll preach better when you do. So we're talking about choosing the right friends. you still with me today? So as we get going into this message, here's something we need to understand because some of you, um, you're still kind of going back and forth here because you have bought into the lie that just because you love everyone, 
means that everyone needs to be a part of your life. Now, <laughs> Anthony's the only honest one here. <laughs> Let me explain myself here. We believe at this church you need to be loving and grace-filled and friendly to all people. But that doesn't mean everyone needs to be your best friend. And that doesn't mean everyone needs to be in your life. And I'm going to tell you an example because how many would say Jesus is love personified? He is God in the flesh. He is the love of God. He is the grace of God. But when Jesus lived his earthly ministry in his early life, he loved everyone equally, but he didn't give everyone equal access into his life. So don't buy the lie of the enemy. If you love them, you would just let anybody in your life. No. You can love them from a distance. Now let me give you an example. Jesus in the Gospels, he would have the multitudes. He spent the least time with. He would have the 70. He had the 12. But even in the 12 disciples, he didn't hang out with everyone equally. He had the three. Peter, James, and John. Now, why did he hang out with Peter, James, and John more than the rest? Because those were the ones encouraging him, building him up, helping him fulfill the plan of God for his life. So he said, I got to hang out with these people more, even though I love the rest, because they're the ones helping my calling, helping my future. And even out of the three, he hung out with John the most. And you know what people would say? Well, Jesus is playing favorites because he only hangs out with Peter, James, and John. Or Peter and James would say, well, he's playing favorites. And people will say that to you too. You don't got to be mean about it, but you got to choose. Equal love does not mean equal access into your life. Jesus knew it, even out of his 12 disciples, all 12 of them didn't have the same access and friendship that other ones did. Because he realized there's certain ones that are going to help me fulfill the plan of God more than other ones. So I'm going to spend more time with them. And if it was true for Jesus, good Lord is true for you. Come on, can I get amen in the house of God? It's true. And you're going to have to choose... The right people. Now, once again, you need to love everyone. You need to be friendly to everyone. You need to be gracious to everyone. But that doesn't mean everyone needs to be your best friend. And that doesn't mean everyone needs to be close to you. It's actually physically and mentally impossible for everyone to be close to you. You're going to have to choose. Just like Jesus who was God in the flesh when he was on the earth, he had to choose the right people to spend his life with. How much more us? We have to choose the right people and be the right person for other people. So let's turn over to Proverbs 18 and verse 24. In the Amplified, Proverbs 18, 24 in the Amplified. And I'm going to read this. And it's interesting, I encourage you guys to go and read some of these scriptures that we're going to share the next several weeks in Proverbs. Read it in different translations. Because in different translations, it kind of reveals a different side of what he's trying to say. So Proverbs 18.24, Amplified, it says, The man of many friends, a friend of all the world, will prove himself a bad friend. But there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Now leave it up there for a second. The reason I want to use this verse is because of what I just said. You're going to have to choose who you do life with. You're going to have to choose who your best friends are. You're going to have to choose that. Because you can't be a friend to everyone. You can't. I know you want to be. Now you need to be friendly to everyone, but you can't be a friend to everyone. It's physically, mentally, and emotionally impossible to do that. And that's what this verse says. If you're a friend to everyone, you're a bad friend. 
Some translations would say it like this. A friend to everyone is a friend to no one. Because you can't spend time and be a good friend to everyone. You don't have time, do you? You're not the Holy Spirit. You're not omnipresent. You can't spend time with everyone and be a good friend. So that means you're going to have to choose who you do life with, who your friends are, who the people are closest to you in life because a friend to everyone is a friend to no one. You're going to have to decide, these are the people I'm going to do my life with. These are the people who are going to be close to me. These are the people I'm going to speak into their life and they're going to speak into my life. You're going to have to make that choice. And it's so important we choose right. Are you hearing my heart today? Now let's jump back to Proverbs 12, 26. I told you a lot of these are in Proverbs about wisdom. Proverbs 12, 26. Notice what it says. The righteous should choose his friends carefully. For the way of the wicked leaves them astray. The righteous should choose his friends carefully. I like one translation of this verse says, the godly are cautious in friendships. Come on, are you hearing what I'm saying today? I know you're thinking with me. The godly should be cautious in their friendships. So what does it say? The righteous should choose his friends carefully. And then what what does it say? It, It gives you the alternative to that if you don't choose right. For the way of the wicked will lead them astray. Let's leave this verse up here. The righteous should choose his friends carefully. For the way of the wicked will lead them astray. I'm going to be honest with you here. If you don't choose, the choice will be made for you. If you don't choose, the choice will be made for you, and it won't be a good choice. That's why he says you need to be intentional. That's what Solomon's saying here through Proverbs. Be intentional about you who you choose. The righteous should choose their friends carefully. Are you hearing that? Carefully. Because the way of the wicked leads them astray so how do we choose the right friends well that's where we're going today how do we choose the right friends I'm going to give you some wrong ways to choose friends race did he say that well I'm white and they're white let's hang out wrong I'm black and they're black. Let's hang out. Wrong. The righteous should choose their friends carefully. A wrong way to choose is based off race, and it's immature too. What if the best friend you ever had was a different color than you? What if the person that God wants to be in your life looks different than you? What if you were raised in a rich environment and they were raised in a poor environment, but you're so racist and prejudiced against other people that are not like you, you're not open to the people that God are trying to bring into your life? That's a wrong way to choose friends. How many know most people do that? Immature way to choose friends. They're white, I'm white. They're Latino, I'm Latino. Wrong way to choose friends. Now, once again, what does this verse say? The righteous should choose his friends carefully. So I'm going to tell you the wrong reasons first, and then I'm going to tell you the right reasons. That's immature. Or immature things like they like the same things I like. They like football, I like football. We should be best friends. Maybe not. Now, I'm not saying all your best friends are going to be the complete opposite of you in every way. But those are immature ways to choose friends. Music style. 
What about some of you in here, young and old? The age difference is why you're not willing to be a friend with somebody in here. Are you hearing me? The older generation in this church needs the younger generation. And the younger generation needs the older generation. And you guys can even be prejudiced against each other. What if God wants you to befriend somebody who's 20 years younger than you to help them and you need what they have? Could God do that? Could God send somebody in your life that you're not the same age? Yes. And maybe he's doing it for a reason because you both need each other. So let's not be immature and say, well, we're all retirement age, so we should all hang out. Maybe. Maybe not. Depends on what you do when you get together. If you're all sleeping on the porch, then maybe you need some new friends. Now, I know for a fact Miss Donna would not let that happen in her group. She said, all right, you older boulders, let's drink some Red Bull, and we'll go hang out. Get the card party started and drink some Red Bull, pour it in the coffee. What does it say? The righteous should choose his friends carefully. So let's not choose things based off of race or whether they're poor or rich or their likes and dislikes or their musical style or their, their age. Those are immature ways to choose friends. Because God has the right people in your life and those people could be different from the people that you're thinking they should be. Those are immature ways to choose friends. The way we should choose friends, now listen to me, because we're not just like every other church. Because other people would say, well, you just choose friends, you know, if you like this and you like that, just go hang. No, it's a spiritual thing. It's a spiritual connection. You choose your friends based off a spiritual connection with them. That's how the righteous chooses his friends carefully. He chooses or she chooses someone who they have a spiritual, notice once again, not a mental emotional connection with or just a physical connection with, a spiritual connection. And that's why you become friends, not based off of superficial things like the way you guys look. Or you're just both into makeup. Or you both do fantasy football. Those are side issues. They're not the main thing. So the righteous should choose his friends carefully. I know you're thinking with me today. And we choose carefully by a spiritual connection. Now, how would we know a spiritual connection? Well, if you guys are saved in here, which majority of you are, the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you. So he's going to tell you that that's the right person and he's going to tell you when it's the wrong person. He will tell you. And you will know that when you meet certain people. You'll say, there's a spiritual connection with us. I don't know how to explain it, but the Holy Spirit is saying this is right. And in the same way, you can meet somebody else somewhere else and they could line up. Everything is the same. Oh, you love the same things. You do the same things. you got so many similarities. And the Holy Spirit says, ain't right. That's the Holy Spirit Helping you choose the right friends. Come on, I feel like a pastor this Sunday morning. Well, I am, aren't I? <laughs> Just had to check myself for a second. That's the Holy Spirit helping you choose the right people. He's in there for a reason. Not so you can just pray in tongues and act wild on Sunday morning. He's there to help lead you and guide you into all truth for your life. And he knows the right people. He knows the right plan. He knows the right career. He knows the right college. He knows the right spouse. He knows the right church. He knows the right everything you need to know about your life. The Holy Spirit knows, and he's trying to talk to you. Why? Because he wants to help you choose carefully. The righteous... 
Now, how many righteous in here? So he's talking to you. Should choose his friends carefully for the way of the wicked leads them astray. The righteous should choose carefully. Here's a couple more qualities. Let me take a drink. If the righteous should choose their friends carefully, it would make sense that the people that he's going to lead you to choose are trying to be righteous too. I'm just just a common sense pastor on a Sunday morning just throwing out ideas. So if you're righteous, let me get this. No, you're righteous, meaning you're pursuing the right things. The right people are going to be pursuing the right things. I mean, I don't need to make it too simple for you, but some people don't get that. The righteous should choose their friends carefully, meaning when you're going to choose, you're going to choose somebody who's pursuing righteousness too. The right things in your life. Now, you ready to go deeper? I don't know if you are or not. One of my favorite quotes of all time. Pastor Nancy wrote this in the beginning of Dad's Spiritual Father book. You need to remember this the rest of your life, everyone in here. And it's not just talking about a husband or wife. It's talking about any person who comes into your life. Pastor Nancy said this in Dad's Spiritual Father book. When God wants to bless you, He sends somebody. You know, when God wants to bless you, He doesn't just hover over you and send His Spirit like a dove. You know what He does? He sends you a person to help you that's anointed. Now, that could be a husband or wife. That could be a friend. That could be a pastor. That could be all sorts of people. When God wants to bless you, He doesn't just rain it from the sky. He sends an actual person into your life to help you. When God wants to bless you, He sends somebody. But when the enemy wants to mess your life up, He sends somebody. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? When God wants to bless you, He sends somebody. But when the enemy wants to mess up your life, He sends somebody. That's why we have to be, hear me, led by the Spirit of God when choosing our friends. Because if we're just basing it off the natural, we will choose people that the enemy has sent them into our life because we're basing it off of natural things, not spiritual things. But when the enemy sends the wrong person, if we're listening to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will say, no, they're not right. So when God wants to bless you, he sends somebody. But when the enemy wants to mess up your life, He sends somebody. Can I add a side note to that last part? And the somebody that the enemy sends, you're going to like them. (laughs) It wouldn't be a temptation if you didn't like them. Did you know that? When the enemy sends somebody, he's not going to have a pitchfork, horns, and dressed in red. No, when the enemy sends somebody, they're going to be attractive. They're going to be funny. Oh, man, funny. They're going to be fun to be around, life of the party. They're going to be so good to you, so nice, so kind, so sweet, so good looking. Devil's not dumb. They're not going to be dressed up like Satan for Halloween. And say, hello, I am sent from Satan to mess up your life. They're not going to say that. Because most of them don't even know that. I'm preaching in this Methodist church this morning. (laughs) Now, older people, don't count yourself out of what I'm saying. The enemy can send people in your life just as much as a young person. So when God wants to bless you, he sends somebody. 
And when the enemy wants to mess up your life, he sends somebody. That's why we have to choose our friends carefully because the Holy Spirit is guiding us on who should be in our life. Let's look at Galatians 5 and verse 7. Man, I love this verse. Galatians 5 and verse 7. Now, a little context of this verse. Paul is writing this to a church at Galatians, Galatia, who there was a lot of people who didn't have the right motives were entering in this church and influencing a lot of people. And this church at Galatia was starting to listen to the wrong voices. And the Apostle Paul, as a spiritual father, wrote this letter to challenge them based off of them being influenced by the wrong people. Notice what he says. You were running the race so well, who? Who? Paul's not dumb. He knows. When the enemy wants to mess up your life, he sends somebody. When God wants to bless your life, he sends somebody. So what does he say? You were running your race so well, and how many we know? The race is God's plan for our life. The race is God's will for our life. So he says, you were running that race so well, who has held you back from following the truth? You were running so well. Who? Look at your neighbor and say, who? Guys, I sound like a bunch of owls in here. Look at your other neighbor and say, who? The Apostle Paul warns this church, you guys were running so well. You were doing so good. He's encouraging and, and, and telling them, man, Galatians, you, you guys, you were doing so well. You were coming to church. You were in your Bible. You were pursuing the right things. Who? There's always a who. Do you guys know that? There's always a who. Always a who. Usually multiple who's in your life. And with every person who's went the wrong direction in their life, the story sounds like this. You ready for it? They were such a good person until they started hanging out with. Every story goes that way. Every good mama and daddy tells that story. People in prison today, oh, they were such a sweet person until they got hanging out with the wrong people. Every story goes that way. Why? Because there's always a who. Always a who. Always a who. The enemy always sends somebody, just like God always sends somebody. Let that be a warning to all of us in here because he says, you are running well. You are following God. Who? Who is it? You know. Some of you are convicted right now. You know their name. You know multiple names. Who? Who hindered you from following the truth? Who stopped you from running your race? Because those aren't real friends anyways. Who? There's always a who if we're honest with each other. When we're running our race, when we're doing well, there's always going to be a who that's sent into our life to get us off track. That's why he says the righteous should choose his friends carefully. Why? Because the way of the wicked or the way of the who? Now, I'm not talking Dr. Seuss. The way of the who will lead them astray. The righteous should choose his friends carefully, for the way of the wicked will lead them astray. We should choose our friends carefully. But let's look at at it from the other side. Not just negative. Think about this. These are the real friends in your life. You were running 
this race really well, who's helping you run? Galatian church, I see you pursuing God. Who's helping you do that? Because you're not doing it by yourself. So it's not always negative. In this context, he's talking about somebody hindering them. But who's helping you? Because you know what? If you're doing good and you're pursuing God's will for your life, you're not doing it by yourself. Come on, let's be honest with each other. You're not running this race by yourself. If you're running it really well and you're pursuing God, you have people in your life that are helping you do that. You have either family members, you have friends, you have pastors, you have people helping you. You're not just doing this by yourself. So the righteous should choose his friends carefully, for the way of the wicked will lead them astray. Sammy Garen, I need your help. I need you to stand right there. Okay. I'm going to crowd surf. <laughs> Joking. Right here. Right here. So we said no relationship is neutral. No relationship's neutral. You're either going their way or vice versa. It's either positive or negative. Okay. So I'm just going to use this as an example, and this is going to be hard on me. So let's just say I'm the spiritual one here, and you're the bad influence on my life. (laughs) Because don't we do this with people? It, It seems, and I'm not saying throw everybody out of your life. That's not what I'm saying. Don't take me the wrong way. But the people you're trying to help sometimes end up taking you to the same place that they are. Because, give me your hand. Hold on, my hand's sweaty. Chad, give me that. Thank you. I said it would be sweaty, but you're going to get it. Okay. So if I'm up here, how many know it's harder for me to pull? Now, don't jump up here. It's harder for me to pull him up but I'm trying to help them, and they're funny. But I've known them a long time. It's harder for me to pull him up than for him to pull me down. Try to pull me down. Try to pull me down. <laughs> okay, I'm going to give you one more shot. Now, you are the offspring of Brother Sean. I know that. I go first. Don't pull me yet. I'm pulling you. Okay, so this is my friend. Oh, I'm going to change him. But I'm going to get him into church, but you already started dating him. They're going to change one day. It's harder to pull somebody up than it is to pull somebody down. Try to pull me down. (laughs) Try to pull me. Okay, give it up for Sammy. You can go be seated. I think you got my illustration. That's what so many of us do. Well, I could pull him up. Maybe. But usually not by yourself. You might be able to. But it's a lot easier for somebody to pull you down than it is for them to pull you up. It's a lot easier. So the righteous, that's you, right? Should choose their friends carefully. For the way the wicked leads them astray. The godly, what does it say in the translation? The godly are cautious in their friendships because they realize there's always going to be a who. There's always going to be people sent into your life by the enemy that you like, that you think is funny, that you think is attractive, and they're not from God. Now, the other side is, not everybody that, has, that God sends into your life are going to be people you dislike. Can I get an amen on that? But the enemy's smart. Guess what? He's had thousands and thousands of years of tempting people. 
He knows what he's doing. <sighs> Sammy, wow. <laughs> so show me your friends, and I'll show you your future. My challenge is today that all of us take a step back and look at our life and ask ourselves, are the closest people to me helping me pursue God? Are the closest people to me doing things that I value? Are they the people I want to become like? Now I'm saying the top 5, 10, 15 people that are closest to you in your life. Because that is where you're going. That is where they're taking you. you got to ask yourself these tough questions. Kind of like Brother Les said, you got to be reflective and ask God, am I choosing the right people? Am I choosing the right friends in my life? And more importantly than that, am I being the right friends? I'm going to give you one more verse before we close today. Proverbs 13, 20 in the New Living. It says, walk with wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. Can anybody say amen in the house of God? Now you know that. Have you been in trouble? Was there people influencing you? Absolutely. Walk with wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. Let's read it from the message translation. Do we have the message? Become wise by walking with the wise. Hang out with fools and watch your life fall into pieces. That's godly wisdom speaking to you today from the front to the back. I don't care how old you are. Listen to what I'm saying. Become wise by walking with the wise. Hang out with fools and watch your life fall into pieces. Choose carefully. Choose carefully. What does it say? The godly are cautious with their friendship. Walk with wise people. And become wise. Why? Because you're going to become like those who you hang out with. Walk with fools and you're going to become a fool. And watch your life fall into pieces. It's God's truth speaking to you today. And the thing that's amazing about it is it's our choice. It's not God's. It's our choice how we live our life and who we choose. So we walk with the wise, and we become wise. We walk with fools, and we'll be destroyed. A couple more things as we close here. So how do we know who's a fool and who's wise? I'm going to say something that's kind of a, a church thing, but you'll understand what I'm saying. Follow the fruit. How do you know who's wise and who's a fool? Follow the fruit. No, don't follow their talk. Follow the fruit. Because you can judge a tree's roots by the fruit. So they could talk all day. I'm this, I'm that. Follow the fruit. What kind of fruit do they have in their life? Is it good or is it bad? Is the fruit in their life success? Is the fruit in their life prosperity? Is the fruit in their life health, peace, joy, patience, kindness, goodness, self-control? Is that the kind of fruit in their life? Or the fruit in their life is lazy, complainer, negative, bad attitude, going nowhere with their life? Is that their fruit? you got to follow their fruit and be honest enough to say, am I walking with wise people or am I walking with fools? Because if I walk with fools, my life will be destroyed because I will become like they are. And following the fruit is not mean it's wisdom. Hear me. Now, you don't got to tell them that, but between you and God, Analyze it and say, 
is this person's life, do I want the fruit that they have? Do I want the fruit that they have? Because if I walk with them, I'm going to get the fruit that they have. Because I don't realize that, but they're planting seeds into my life every time I I hang out with them. They're planting seeds of foolishness, of going the wrong direction, the way of the wicked. So the more I hang out with them, the more those seeds are planted into my life. And eventually those seeds are going to grow up in my life, and I'm going to bear that fruit of a fool. But then if I walk with wise people, with wisdom people, I'm going to get the fruit that they got because they're going to be sowing into my life too. And let's say I go out to eat with Brother Les next week because I say, you're wise, Brother Les, and he sows into my life, and that fruit's going to grow up. Or I go out to eat with Josh Lowry because I like Josh Lowry. Me and him have been friends a long time. And he sows into my life too, and it grows up and it bears fruit. Or I go out to eat with Amzi because Amzi's a good man, and he's a positive man, and he's a faithful man, and I like his heart after God, and I'm going to keep going with those people, or I hang out with Chad, or hang out with Barry, and they're going to keep planting the right things in my life. And eventually, that's what's going to grow up in my life. Because I choose the right friends to have. And you walk with wise people, you're going to be wise. Or I'm going to walk with fools and be destroyed. What does it say in the Bible? Because judgment and consequences don't come quickly, people think that they're getting away with something. But just because the first time you hang out with somebody who's a fool, nothing happens, doesn't mean that they're not planting seeds in your life. It just hadn't shown up yet. But when it does, you've got to realize the fruit. And the fruit of the fool is destruction. Come on, are you hearing what I'm saying today? I know I've challenged you today. I know I've talked strong today. But I love you, and I'm your pastor today, and I'm trying to help you. And hopefully you received what I said today, young and old, because we can all get into this category. And let me say once again, not only do we need to be the right friends, but I encourage you like never before, choose the right people. Keep the right people in your life. Maybe you've even gotten distant from some other people in this church that you know you need to be close to again. Get close with them again. Get close with the right people and the right friends. It's perfect time to do it. We're about to start life groups in another week. That's a perfect opportunity for you to walk with some wise people so you will be wise. Get away from all your friends at work that are fools. Get away from all your friends at school that are fools. Get away from all your neighbors that are fools and walk with some wise people. Walk with some wise people. Walk with wise people and become wise. I love you and I care about you. That's why I'm talking to you this way. Do you receive it this morning? I believe like never before, we're going to choose the right friends in our life. We're going to keep the right friends in our life. And we're going to be a good friend. Can I get amen today? Come on, that's just part one. I got a lot more to say in the next